Hello and welcome to another episode of the Atlas Solutions Podcast. My name is Brian. He's Chad. We'll be uh, taking you taking you through some uh, tech news and product reviews. Hey, Chad, uh, what do you have there? Hey, Brian. Um, I'm using the Oculus Quest Two from Facebook. So uh, that's going to be first up on our is it worth it section here. So I wanted to kind of talk about it. I'm going to take it off because I can't see you guys. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, uh, I I heard about this from my neighbor, actually. And she was trying to buy the uh, PlayStation for her son for Christmas. And she said she couldn't (laughs) find one. So she was going to get the Oculus Quest 2 here. So I started doing some research. I think VR is a little early or has been up until this point up until this point if you wanted to do vr if you wanted to and for those who don't know it's virtual reality you know you're in this world of you know a a prefabricated cartoon or a shooting game or you're playing ping pong in real life with your your friend and you've got these little controllers and you're going to put your hand in the controller and it, it honestly is pretty amazing but like i was saying to me, VR was a little early until this point. I think the Quest 2 is going to be the first step into making it available for the masses because of the main feature, I guess you could say, is that you're not tied to a computer. So previous mm-hmm. to this one, um, you would have one of the other Oculus devices, and you'd have to have a PC plugged in, and you'd have to you know sit at your desk or whatever. You're kind of tied to the wire. You're stuck at your computer. Yeah, versus, it had to be a pretty beefy PC also, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all graphics, you know, pumped into the into the device. Yeah. This is standalone. I mean, this is what you get in the box. You literally get the virtual reality headset, and you get two, uh, a left and a right controller. Now, oh. these controllers are pat, uh, battery-powered. I've been using them for a couple weeks, and they have not even started to die. You just slide the little... Um, little handle open and pop. I think it's a double a battery in there. I I haven't even changed it yet. (laughs) And the headset itself has, um, a little USB C port there on the side. Now the, the crazy thing for me was the fact that you can just literally take this sit in the middle of a room and you can watch Netflix on like a hundred inch TV, you know, and it's not the greatest quality, but you can watch Netflix. You can, um, do desktop sharing, which I was actually really excited about as a, a computer person. You can have five screens of your computer all around you while you're sitting in a spaceship and, you know, <laughs> looking down at Earth. It, it's honestly <laughs> really amazing. Now, I think, again, as far as for the masses, it's a little early. I mean, there's there's enough games in the store to count on your hand, basically, that are worth anything. Uh, it's just early in development. So there's not a million games out there to choose from. Um, and the virtual reality desktop was a little disappointing just because it's super hard to click and navigate through, you know, your, your web browser or your email even. I mean, it's just, things aren't working as expected. Now, um, I, the one thing I haven't gotten to fully work is the keyboard overlay. So you can go into some of these apps and it'll overlay your real keyboard and you press a few buttons and the VR kind of figures out the space in your keyboard. So then you can actually type like you would type on your computer. 
if you could use the same inputs like the mouse and the keyboard, I think it would be a little bit better. And from what I understand, I don't know if it's Logitech. I can't, I, I should know the brand, but there is um, a brand out there that has like the, the mouse keyboard combination and you overlay that and then you can kind of use both. But as far as like using, you can use just your hands and you pinch to click essentially. It's just not natural yet. Now, as far as the games go, um, I used to play games when I was younger. Now I'll have kids and there's not much time for that. But uh, there's a couple of games I wanted to note. The first one, when I first tried the VR, uh, the Oculus Quest 2, I tried a game called Super Hot. And it's kind of this game where it's sort of like the Matrix. It's Everything's white and there's these red crystal characters. And you have to punch them in the face or shoot them or throw a knife at them or something. And they shatter. But if you don't move, if you pause, everything in the world pauses. So as you slowly move, the bullets come towards you, and you're literally like doing the the Neo Matrix. in the Matrix. And you win awards for that okay. stuff, you know, having bullets fly by your head and stuff. It's actually just really, really cool. Um, there's another game. I love, uh, uh, you know, those those places. I'm, I'm blanking on the name. You go and you're in an escape room. Uh Oh, I yeah, love yeah. escape rooms. And I think the concept is cool where it's sort of like a real life puzzle. You're figuring out, you know, what to click on and what combination was written in the wall. And, you know, there's math involved. There's physical games involved. So there's a great game called The Room, A Dark Matter. And that's a great game. My wife loves to play that because she, again, is a big escape room person. Um, so as far as games out there, there's a lot of really interactive uh, concepts that are like, Oh, well that's perfect to make something like uh, an escape room in VR. So you can just sit in your, your couch. And I think the game, the a dark matter is like $30. So I think last time I went to an actual escape room, it's probably $30 a person for, you know, however long uh, it takes you to get out of there. And then of course, as a, as a big nerd star Wars fan, uh, Vader immortal it's it's almost like becoming part of the Star Wars realm. Uh, there's a few other Star Wars games out there, but Vader Immortal is a popular one where you, you know, help Darth Vader through this, uh, you know, this series. And there's multiple episodes, they call them. So it's like an interactive uh, TV show, essentially, and you do every episode. So I think, again, as a nerd, um, it's the closest I've ever been to actually holding a lightsaber and you're swinging the <laughs> lightsaber. And, you know, it just makes me think about as a child watching that scene where Luke is like fighting the little round, uh, uh you yeah, know, the thing and just, just the practice droids. So there's literally, you go into the practice room and you fight these practice droids and these droids come after you. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's a lot of fun. So, you know, we, we call this section, is it worth it? I'm going to give it a yes. I'm going to say it is worth it for uh, when you compare. I don't have the new PlayStation, nor do I care to get one. But it's like, what are you going to get? A little bit better looking Madden, you know, with updated players. Like, I, you know, maybe there's some other stuff. I know that I'm not really into that world. But this VR, I think, is the first step into what's probably going to be the future of virtual reality in, in the regular home. You still look weird. You know, if the blinds are open and you're waving your hands around, 
Uh, <laughs> you know, you want to make sure you close the blinds so the neighbors don't see you. But yeah. So what's the cost on this one? So um, there's two levels. Uh, if I get it right, I think the the low level 64 gig is $299. So I, okay. the PlayStation's what? $600? It's, it's a lot uh, more expensive. It doesn't exist, apparently. Yeah, that's right. Time. If you can even get one. <laughs> It doesn't um, matter how much it costs. You can't find one. Right. And then the the higher level one, uh, 256 gigs. And that's just on storage so you can download more games. You know, you can have uh, more flash storage is uh, is three ninety nine, I believe. $100 more for okay. a good bit more storage. So, um, you know, I've found uh, there there's a game. I, you can't really call it a game. There's more experiences that you can download. There's a lot of free ones. There's a few paid ones. Um, mm-hmm. I downloaded one called Wander, and imagine just being fully immersed in Google Maps, 3D Google oh. Maps, so you can look around, um, and it's just amazing. I literally was traveling from Tibet, you know, at the base of of Mount Everest, to uh, you know where I grew up as a kid, and then you know the restaurant that my wife and I ate at in Portland. To you know, just within minutes, you can just jump around and kind of reminisce. And another pretty neat feature is that you can go back in time on on some areas to what did this street look like in two thousand six? Um, so for me, you know, I saw oh man that old gas station that was across my grandpa's house that they tore down is actually there. So I can go back and look at what did it look like you know twelve thirteen years ago. So. Super cool, totally worth it. Um, you know, I think this is the beginning of the VR world that we're going to start living in. So, uh, yeah, what what have this you heard? This seems like the first one that I've heard about that's like actually consumer approachable. Yes, because we've had so much v, like VR. I mean, people have been talking about it since the '90s as a thing that didn't, you know, it was like a sci-fi imagination thing, right? What if we could do this virtual reality thing? And then uh, now it seems like it's getting closer to real world, like just approachable. Anyone can just pick it up and use it and enjoy it. Um, one of the things I've always been curious about with this technology, you know, I, I haven't followed it because it was, I didn't think it was ready. I wasn't interested yet because yeah. it was, you know, I'm not a guy that plays a lot of games. So the gaming side of it is like, okay, right. Might be fun for 10 minutes, but. What's the real application? Yeah. Like what can you do as a professional if you're a designer yeah. or an architect or, you know, this, the, be able to immerse yourself in a environment? I, I, I can't wait to see what those applications are going to be. Yeah. You know, and honestly, that's what pushed me over the edge to get one as well is I'm not a huge gamer as well. Of course, they're fun, but um, it was more when I saw things like, oh, you can collaborate with somebody you can share your screen in virtual reality and you can pull up a chalkboard and draw and you're sort of with the person you can talk to them and stuff so i think again once the adoption rate is uh more broad and more people have this functionality it'll be better um yeah, now sure. facebook owns the oculus quest 2 which i think is uh interesting to say the least like Sometimes you need a big company like that with the billions of dollars and the clout to throw something like this out to the world and make it available to the masses to put the engineering in to design it. Um, you know, it is a little bit, I don't know if I want to say intrusive, but you literally now have microphones and multiple cameras, 
you know, tracking all your movements and everything. So from a security standpoint, uh, I'm not thrilled that Facebook owns it, but you know, uh, if I think at this point, you know, we're all on the system, on the grid and we're never getting off. So, <laughs> well, yeah, you still need to try and protect yourself a little bit. Just decide how far you want to dive in, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <on> some <laughs> of that stuff. You know, what I'm waiting for is the real augmented reality, like the practical thing, like the glasses. Yeah. Like imagine a pair of sunglasses. You can drive down the road and have like your navigation yep. in front of you and you're not like looking around or I don't know. That, that's what I keep waiting for that. And, yep. And, and I, I think that this yet. is sort of a, um, <laughs> Maybe a predecessor or a precursor. Like once this hits the masses, it'll be good. Now to go back to the gaming for just a minute, as far as interactivity, because one of my concerns was I don't want to be sitting in the corner of my house, you know, watching Netflix or doing work and literally being isolated from the world. Um, so right. there are several games out there and experiences that are multi-user interactive for people in the room. So uh, there's one, I can't recall the name of it, but it's, uh, it's an, I think it's called Acorns. And you, the person wearing the VR headset is like a gigantic tree. And there's all these acorns um, in front of you, or there's a few acorns and the squirrels are trying to get the acorns. But you can download the app on your iPhone or iPad and have your neighbors and friends come over and they're all the squirrels. So they're trying to get, so one person's <laughs> in the center of the room trying to knock the squirrels away. And everybody else is trying to get the acorns. It's a lot of fun. The kids have been wow. playing it, and it's just uh, you know, no matter what age, there's there's uh, it gets a laugh for sure. So on the on the uh, Star Wars game, can you have a lightsaber duel with another person? Because that'd be pretty great. I don't, not that I know of. I think it's probably coming. You can fight robots for sure. Okay. Uh, you so definitely you fight probably the would like break something in that right situation. I guess. <laughs> yeah, res- respect the boundaries that you draw for sure. Yeah. You don't want to run into something. So with that, I wanted to jump over and talk about another subject sort of in the Apple news world that we've, we've been um, waiting for since uh, WWDC this summer, the summer of 2020, which is Apple Clips. So talking about that sort of digital immersed world, Apple Clips, and I'll, th- I'll throw some on the screen and uh, link to some of this stuff, but it's basically like a little QR code. It's like Apple's version of a QR code. So it's going to be a little circular symbol. And the idea is, you know, I'm at Panera and man, I wanted to use my, uh, my app to get a coffee and get my points or whatever, but I'm standing in line and I forgot and I don't want to wait and download this whole app and it's going to take forever. Apple clips, you scan the Apple clip with your iPhone, you pull out the camera, just like any other QR code. And you get a miniature app that's, and the, the developer specs talk about it being a maximum of 10 megabytes. So it's a tiny little app and it's just enough to get you where you need to go instead of downloading the whole app or, you know, getting all the features. It's just, I just want to order a coffee, you know, and you, you download the clip. Um, another use case that they talked about in WWDC is the little scooters from, from yeah. bird and, um, lime, lime bike. I think everybody uh, there's like five or six yeah. nationwide well, here. I think your brand three in Charlotte, but right. But that's a, you know, that's a great one where they show, you know, you walk up and you just scan it and you, you take off on the bike. You know, it's just a little app instead of downloading the whole app, trying to get your credit card information and do all that stuff. It's supposed to be a lot more interactive. 
Now, we we talked about maybe not even talking about Apple clips today because if you do research on them, there's not a lot out there. There's just two or three you can get your hands on as examples. And Brian, I think you mentioned before we started recording, a lot of it is due to, I mean, especially restaurants being hit right now. You're not walking in to buy a coffee real quick as often as you would. So we might see a little bit slower on the development side. Um, but I, I think it's just a matter of time for developers to come up with the idea and think, Oh, this is a great place for an Apple clip um, application. Yeah. I wonder how developers feel about some of these things because essentially what Apple has done is they're saying this, this is all consumer based. It's because it's based on, Hey, I don't want to download the entire bird app. Maybe I'm in just in Chicago for a day and I don't want to download the app and have all like have an account and all this crazy stuff yeah. just to ride a scooter two miles up the road or something. So it's just there. It's I'm not buying into that ecosystem that I can still use the surface without adding. And if, you, and if you're running into phone space, maybe you don't have a yeah. You're only at a you have a smaller phone. You don't have all the apps. Because if I just look at my phone right now and how many apps I have that I don't really need, I only use yeah. once in a while. How much of that stuff got to offload? And use an app clip. Exactly. And and I think that's what I'm excited to see is what the world will actually look like with clips. Because uh, typically when you give somebody limitations, creativity kind of flourishes where, hey, you've only got 10 megs. You got to make this app in 10 megs so we can't have anything fancy, nothing bloated. So, you know, but Apple for a while now has done like even on the iPhone, whenever you go, um, you can hide all the apps now. And, uh, you know, we have an article on the blog, uh, where we talk about how to hide those apps because, you know, you need something like, I don't know, uh, you know, some of the food apps, you know, I want to use Uber eats. I don't need that on my front page all the time. I just need to use it, grab lunch real quick. And then I want to be done with the app. I don't want to see it all the time and have a hundred apps on my phone. But there's a lot of those apps where maybe it's a, a game or maybe it's just a quick service or like I'm looking at my phone now. There's an app to manage the Wi-Fi devices in my house. Like I don't really need to see that. Maybe when something breaks. So, but I still need it when I need it. Yeah. I think Apple Clips is another step in that direction to say, you know, let's limit what the user sees to only things that actually matter and are, are used all the time. But we can still interact with the user. We can scan the Apple clip, get what we need to get, sell the service, buy the coffee, ride the bird, whatever it is, and and uh, and take off. So I think we'll see what happens with this. I'm excited to see them in person, hopefully soon. Again, maybe a little bit earlier when we see them uh, out in the world, we'll talk about it again. And, of course, if you've seen them and had experience, please share and comment and like. Um, let us know what you think about it. So. We'd love to hear your, your feedback. So awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Make sure and subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, we'd love to hear your comments and feedback and um, uh, answer your questions if you have any. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye guys.